Hello, everyone. Bobby Wilson here for the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this afternoon. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening to this, you're listening to my next, uh, my continuation of my college football breakdown series, continuing to break down all 133 teams at the FBS level. And in this segment, I will be continuing with the Kent State Golden Flashes, who last year went 5-7 and seven and 4-4 four and four in the MAC. Kent State is a going to be a very very interesting group i should say um, the previous head coach leaving to go to colorado to serve under coach prime and Deion sanders staff and a new uh, group has stepped in a new staff a lot of new players this team has a lot of new additions via the portal um, so putting that all together will be very very interesting I, i've seen some quotes from uh, some anonymous coaches in the MAC that have said that this is the hardest, one of the hardest jobs in the country. It's the hardest job in the conference. It's it's a place where it's nearly impossible to win, and uh, the facilities aren't the greatest, and whatever it may be. This is coming from other coaches, not myself. Um, but I, I'm a firm believer. I'm a former head coach at the Division three level. I have coached at the D three level and the junior college level. I can tell you how talking about bad facilities. This is a Division One program. They they have everything it takes to be successful, and and we've seen it in the past that they've had success. And and I'm, I'm a firm believer that you can win anywhere in the country. You just have to put in the work and build a culture and build and and just have the right standards, and you can win anywhere. And and I firmly believe that this staff can do it here at Kent State. And uh, lo looking forward to seeing what, what they're going to be able to do here moving forward. I think the most in interesting thing, though, about this, pro about this team heading into the 2023 season, they have zero starters back on the offensive side of the football, which is something I've never seen breaking down teams for a handful of years now. And even in my studies prior to uh, starting this podcast I, i've never seen that before so a very very interesting thing that's not to say that they don't have players who have experience on the offensive side of the ball they do and i'll get into that in the breakdown but just something that i thought was very interesting because i haven't seen that before uh diving into the breakdown now uh, kent state plays at dick stadium which is uh, a a very nice stadium in the mac uh, seats twenty five thousand three hundred nineteen people um, has undergone renovations in the past and uh, as a stadium traveler myself one of those that I'm really looking forward to going to in the near future I'm hoping to be able to pair the Akron uh, Kent State uh, combination uh, for for a visit since the two campuses are only about 20 25 minutes apart I think it's a great opportunity for somebody like myself to be able to see both stadiums in a in a uh, in a potential same day doing a double header or back-to-back -back setting but again looking forward to visiting dick stadium in the future shifting now to a coach on the rise i'm going to go with the offensive coordinator matt johnson a younger coach who has risen quickly in the profession he, he worked alongside uh, coach lewis at both syracuse and kent state he's a 2016 graduate of bowling green where uh, he set numerous records as uh, the Falcons quarterback and led them to a MAC East Division and Conference title. He was the 2015 MAC Player of the Year, has the Bowling Green record for 73 career touchdown passes, 
and was named an honorable mention All-American in 2015. So an unbelievable season uh, that he had uh, during his playing career. And he since has done a, a great job rising up the coaching ranks. Um, just uh, being being part of the Golden Flashes program for for quite some time now. And, and I think he's a real up-and-coming uh, uh, coach in the profession. Again, like I said, has obviously with his accolades as a player I, in the conference, at one of the conference rivals that they're playing against, I think he... He brings a lot to the table and can really uh, develop some really talented pieces here. And he has a really good opportunity this year to do it, with uh, especially at his former position at quarterback where there's so many guys vying for that starting job. I think it'll be very, very interesting to see how he's able to help those guys develop and everything. And like I said, being a former uh, MAC uh, Player of the Year and a former uh, – Honorable mention All-American, that speaks wonders. It should speak wonders to these players. Uh, shifting to their schedule this year, I, I, I will say their non-conference schedule is a bit weak compared to last year. Of course, I, I'm being I'm joking when I say that because last year they played at Washington, at Oklahoma, and at Georgia. Uh, but this year, they start off Thursday, August 31st at UCF. Then they go to Arkansas. They host Central Connecticut State, and they go to Fresno State. Um, then they start MAC play. They get Miami, Ohio, at Ohio, at Eastern Michigan, and then host Buffalo. And then they start midweek matching Wednesday, November 1st at Akron, Wednesday, November 8th against Bowling Green. And then they have two Saturday games, so they only are part of midweek matching twice. They play uh, Saturday, November 18th at Ball State, and then they end the year hosting Northern Illinois. So again, like I said, their, their non-conference schedule, not as difficult this year as it was last year, still going to UCF, to Arkansas, to Fresno State, three very good programs that have had plenty of success recently and an opportunity for them against Central Connecticut State, uh, an FCS foe, to get a victory there and to go into MAC play, hopefully clicking on all cylinders. Uh, shifting now to the position-by-position position breakdown, starting offensively. Again, like I said, no starters back, but that doesn't mean there's not experience here. The quarterback position is a completely open competition featuring returners Tommy Olatowski, Devin Kargman, and Griffin Brewster, along with transfers Jaron Lewis from Kansas State, Michael Alamino, Alamino from Purdue, and Chandler Gulbin from the junior college ranks. Olatowski has some experience as he played a bit last year and Alamo, uh, the Purdue transfer was a highly sounded, uh, recruit coming out of high school. So if I had to, if I had to pinpoint what I believe is going to happen in that competition, I think those two are the quote unquote leading guys, but we shall see moving forward what that looks like. Uh, the running back room has talented pieces, Xavier Williams and Gavin Garcia return, Williams has 1,431 career rushing yards, but missed all of last season. So he's a really good piece coming back that has had success here. Jalen Thomas from Colorado State and Kai Thomas from Kansas transfer in. Uh, Kai Thomas rushed for 821 yards in 2021 while he was at Minnesota. Um, the receiving core returns, uh, wide receivers Trell Harris and Luke Floria. 
Harris has the potential to develop into a standout wide receiver. He's the leading returning receiving man, and he has all the tools necessary to be a go-to guy. Uh, the additions of wide receivers, Isaiah Baton from Fresno State. I will say I think it's always really interesting when teams add a player from a team that they're going to play in the non-conference schedule, which Kent State plays at Fresno State. That's always really intriguing to me to see that. Uh, they also add uh, Allie Fisher from Buffalo, who is a Mac East foe. And then Tremont Eccles from the junior college ranks are huge. Eccles could be a really, really good piece here uh, coming from the JUCO ranks. Uh, the offensive line returns some experience in center Nolan Ramble, Rumler and uh, right tackle Elijah Lamptey. The additions of left guard Tristan Bittner from Marshall, left tackle Jamito Obendowu from Temple, and then guard Matthew Beyer from the JUCO ranks provide depth here. Uh, should be a, a solid rotation here. They did lose a lot from the two deep last season, but they've brought in more players. They got some good young guys who can hopefully raise up their level to help here in the trenches shifting now to the defense the defense has players back the defensive line will be anchored by defensive tackle cj west in returns nodes guard aj campbell dt oliver or defensive tackle oliver beloit uh, defensive tackle maceo williams and defensive end stephen daly the additions of defensive ends tyler baylor from maryland marcus winfield from delaware state Matthias Carroll from Virginia Tech, and then uh, Bryce Shizak from Marist, and then defensive tackles Mason Maddox from Colorado and Javier Duran from Tarleton State provided good depth here. They should have a very solid rotation on the defensive line. The linebacking core might be the deepest on the team. They have a good group of returning seniors and Caleb Jones, C.J. Harris, and Khalil Sanders. Then the additions of uh, Nickus. Nicholas Gioquilone from New Mexico State and Devin Nicholson from Missouri round out a solid unit. This, again, I think this is the deepest group on the team. Some really talented pieces there. The secondary returns cornerback Alex Branch and safety DJ Miller and can be confident in those two in their play. Uh, the additions of Dallas Craddith from Iowa, Xavier Cockley from JMU, Lem Watley Neely from Indiana and Naheem Muhammad from West Virginia provide great options. And then cornerback Capone Blue and safety Josh Baca are also ones to watch here. The secondary should be pretty solid as well. The defense as a whole, honestly, should be should be pretty good. Um, with the pieces they have back and the additions they've made, I think there's confidence to be had on that side of the ball. Special teams is, is going to be good for for uh, Kent State. Kicker Andrew Glass and punter Josh Smith provide solid stability here. There isn't much to worry about with this unit. Glass can get a little bit better on his consistency, I guess, if you if you wanted to really nitpick here. But this the special teams unit should be really should be pretty good for Kent State. Final analysis now, this is my opinion on the Golden Flashes. A new era begins in Kent, Ohio. Uh, this program faces an uphill climb due to so many losses due to the transfer portal and then of course the coaching staff leaving uh, or the head coach i should say with all the new faces expectations are tempered of course uh, but there's still plenty of talent on this roster to challenge in the competitive mac east i'm a firm believer that the mac east is completely wide open and uh, I, I think all six teams have an opportunity in the conference i really or in the division i should say i think they really really do I think this this division is that even this year where uh, 
anyone and everyone can step up, and that includes Kent. I, I know a lot of people are very down on this team. Uh, just with, I mean, you have zero starters back on offense and, and a brand-new coaching staff, and, and I know a lot of people think that this is, like, one of the hardest jobs in the country and everything and, and, and all the, all this and that. But I think that there's good leadership in place here. And, and I really like the transfers that they brought in. I really think that this team could have some success. The offense is going to need some time to gel and, and, and just work together. Uh, uh, that's, that's apparent. And uh, they might take some lumps in the non-conference schedule when it, because of that, but I think when it comes to Mac play, they're going to be ready to go, and I think they'll be clicking by then. Of course, time will tell, but that's that's kind of how I see it going. So, hope you guys enjoyed this breakdown. Love doing these; one of the favorite things I get to do every year. Please like, subscribe, ever listen to the podcast, and then please give the podcast Twitter account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good day. God bless.